Hi, and welcome to the Unique Perspective Show, broadcast live on Hakol Radio, powered by the Montanivasar. Every person, and in particular, every Jew, is special and unique in his or her own way, contributing to society with their very own flavor. My name is Yehuda Blonder, your show host, and I was born with a rare genetic medical condition called familial dysautonomia, also known as FD. Growing up and overcoming multitudes of medical challenges shaped the person I am today, as well as gave me a rather unique perspective on life. On this show, we will be sitting down with amazing people with unique perspectives in life who will give us a glimpse into their lives and what makes them who they are. Come along with me for the ride on the Unique Perspective Show on Hako Radio. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Unique Perspective Show live on Hako Radio powered by the Muntzman Vassar. On today's show, we are thrilled and honored to announce that we have the great Aryeh Kunstler on the show. Aryeh grew up in Bell Harbor, New York, and is a New York-based singer, guitarist, and music producer. He has two albums of his own, as well as many singles, including hits like Kaylee and Up Like a Lion. He also produces music for other artists, including the worldwide hit Tati My King. Ari is set to release his third album, Tides, in 2023. Please help me in welcoming Ari Kunstler to show. How are you? Welcome to Good, the you? Perspective Show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm really honored. Wow. It's actually my first singer. Thank you for letting me interview you. No, my pleasure. So where are you from? Where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Bell Harbor, New York. Are we, are we on? Are we, this, are we, we're good? All right, here we go. Uh, um, I grew up in Bell Harbor, New York, kind of like in between Brooklyn and the Five Towns. And uh, yeah, love that place. Small uh, beach community. What did Arya Kunstler do growing up? Arya Kunstler played a lot of hockey, a whole lot of hockey. Wow. Um, Bell Harbor was uh, is a small neighborhood and until I got a car in high school. Um you know, it was mainly just, you know, our small group of neighborhood friends. So we did, you know, a, we played a ton of hockey until I discovered uh, playing music. So for a while, I thought it was going to be a professional hockey player. Um, wow. I, although I although I never played ice hockey, I like a very rarely uh, played ice hockey. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. And then I started music and then I started, you know, around 13 and that was kind of it. And I, you know, still play a little hockey, but mainly just jammed out whenever I could. What yeshivas did Arya Kunstler go to? So I went to Darche for first through 12th okay. grade. And then in Israel, I was in Merkaz for two years and there Yaakov for a year. And I came back and was in Shayasha for a few years. Wow. So what, what brought Arya Kunstler to, into the music world? Like, um, My father and my brother both... Um, have put out album my father recorded has three albums two of which were recorded one was before i was born one when i was a kid my brother who has okay. uh four albums Vahavienu, so i was involved in those so i was always around music 
Um, it was always playing music. And then I started writing my own songs in Israel. So I, I recorded an album, my first album from the depths. And then I got brought into Neshama Orchestra by Ari Boinju, an incredible guitar player. And, and then uh, and that was it. It was like weddings uh, straight straight on through. It came out my second album, 2010. And then I went on a little, a nice big break of uh, putting out music, but I was, you know, playing weddings and I was in a bunch of bands there. So, um, yeah, the weddings became the thing for me for about nine, ten years. Wow. How does, how does, are you know Yossi Schwartz? Ah, Yossi. Where do I even know Yossi from originally? I don't know even where we know each other know each other from from maybe it was Merkaz. i'm not sure if we were there at the same time wow. but we we did a couple of weddings together um and Ooh. uh yeah yeah yes is an awesome guy i remember when we used to play keyboard so for nine years you took a break from playing music at, at Timchaz and just focusing on writing or you or you it was the opposite. It was mainly, it was mainly, I was mainly doing weddings. I was writing and I was started producing for other people, but um, I'm not even sure why. I guess I just got too busy. I, you know, I, I, I was very focused on growing in the wedding industry, um, but I, I stopped putting up music and my own music. And then in 2008, the end of 2018, I came out with a single, Vakonim. And then after that, it was like up like a lion, Kaylee, you know, all the songs that have come out. Working wow. on my new album now, so uh, yeah. Let's hear yeah. a little. Let's hear a little um, sampler. You want to hear a little sampler? Um, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. I can I can give you a little a little treat. Um, this is gonna actually hopefully be coming out in a few weeks. Just the the first single Piss from me. the. That's right. Very good. Paying attention. I'm impressed. Uh, let's see what we got here. <laughs> so how did you meet your lovely wife my lovely let's go, wife let's let's go to that um Penina, i mean uh, after I, I was married once and i got divorced um I'm and i'm a, and and i'm a cohen so uh a lot of people were you know trying to think of who to set me up with i wasn't really looking to get married um but a lot of people said oh you're in the wedding business and you're a cohen um you know she's a widow and also in the wedding business um so um you know that brought some attention you know uh for me to check her out um saw her on instagram liked her vibes and then i found out she was running the uh the team lifeline the miami marathon and a friend of mine convinced me it's a brilliant idea to sign up to run 13 miles to meet somebody so i did it uh i'm i met how her did that became, feel i mean i've done five since i love it now i i run almost every day i love running um and uh became friends and then i asked her out a couple months later Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, first of all, you guys look amazing together. Thank you. Um, she makes me look good. 
<laughs> no, but I think both of you do. Um, yeah, but thank you. Are you are you are you involved with Sky Lifeline or you're not? So Panina was a account uh, a lifeguard, I believe, in, in Camp Simcha. I I had performed in Camp Simcha a few times, as well as uh, I've recorded a bunch of songs. Whenever they asked, you know, I did um, right. the fight song, which was very popular, and then. I've done like two two other songs did heroes this last summer for you know for the staff and then i you know since then with team lifeline whenever i can be a part of something right. there you know i am i performed at all the pasta parties since I, i've been there and um you know so i'm i you know i'm i'm, I'm active in that regard happy yeah. happy to be affiliated we will be right back after words from our sponsor do you like schnitzel Maybe the house needs some repairs, or perhaps you want to build a new house. Call Schnitzel Builders today and speak to Avi Hirsch. Kitchens, bathrooms, additions and interior renovations, as well as custom new homes and full custom renovations. The Schnitzel Builders team also works extensively in the roofing and siding field as well. We started back in 2017 doing renovations in Passaic, New Jersey and we have grown into a flourishing construction company with multiple in-house crews building bathrooms, attics, and decks, as well as our general contracting services, working closely with plumbers, electricians, and HVAC companies, all of whom are licensed and insured. We service the North Jersey area, including Passaic, Teaneck, Bergenfield, Fairlawn, and even as far as Newark and Linden. Avi Hirsch and Schnitzel Builders can easily be reached by phone at 929-777 0372 or send an email to builders at gmail.com and we are back on the unique perspective show so where do you see the music going now the jewish music industry yeah it's it's it, you know what it's been blown wide open um it, it used to be you know when i started you had your mainstream acts you know, like Shweki, Davagabe, all what I say, mainstream right. music. Then you had like, you know, the Ellie Gerstner style stuff that was happening. And then you had guys right. like me and Blue Fringe and Soul Farm and, and stuff like that, that were like this small teeny part of Jewish music, but we were able to get our, our CDs on the shelves and sold a couple of copies. Um, okay. Now it has completely changed. I mean, people are more open-minded to hearing different styles and like Wazusha and Isha Rebo and, Akiva and all these, you know, almost different styles of music that are coming out. So right. Where do I see it? Where do I see it going? I mean, as long as it continues in this way, it's fantastic. It's, um, you know, I think I think people are are looking for music to connect to, um, not just on a on a religious level, on a personal level, and um, and uh, you know, one thing I'd like to see more of, and that I'm trying to do with my album, is for for singers, especially like even in the mainstream world, to, to get a little bit more personal, to get a bit more personal. I think people, uh, I wrote a song called These Words. I wrote Motse Rosh Hashanah one year after coming home oh, from right. school and struggling, struggling to really have a good davening and find the words to say. And I put it out a few days later and people just really related to that because it's very rare to find uh, a song where somebody's saying, I have a hard time davening you know right. <laughs> uh, but, wow. but a, a lot of people do and i think people 
I think I always say it's human music. People need to be able to relate to to things. Um, you know, it's very nice to it's very nice to say we want Mashiach a million times. It, it's it's beautiful, and I have songs about it too. Um, but I think we're also in a in a very personal age. You know, especially with the thank you Hashem stuff, and uh, um, you know, and and all that. Uh, it's it's um, you know. Like people are looking to to have to feel personal, right? It's I think it's more personal nowadays. Meaning, all the like people are very into into personal. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's I think it's needed. I really think it's needed. You know, people people need it. Um, So I think people need more. They need more English songs. Like my new album is is mostly English. Even Pisgulli is half English. Um, Really? Wow. I I find that there there's a real lack of it for people, you know. It's, it, listen, with I all the Isharibo stuff and I and and all that stuff, like there's so much Ivrit now. Everyone wants to do Ivrit, um, right? And I, and I think I think it's important to have some, you know, especially for the American market, like some some good English. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is what you do full time. This is what I do full time. I I still play weddings. Um, I'm getting a lot more singing, trying to do a lot more singing, uh, getting booked for more concerts and, you know, private events. I was just in Kentucky this week where, for performing for. Wow. Yeah. No for perform, yeah. Performing for Project Inspire, which was really cool. And um, and yeah, I'm trying to do that. I'm here in the studio most days, you know, working on other people's music as well, trying to finish my own album. and. Yeah, I mean, I think between everything, it's uh, it's a pretty packed schedule. That's the problem when you work on other people's your stuff gets thrown to the back burner. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why. I mean, I've been working on this album for a while, and I was hoping to finish it in January, and then I just got so busy working on other people's albums that you know um, that that I really I came to the point recently where I I started you know delegating tasks and hiring other people to do certain things in the studio, making less money, but freeing up more time. It's also more time to bring in other clients. Um, right. But that way, right. you know, if I'm mixing a song, it's going to take me five hours to mix a song. That's five hours I could have been, you know, working on someone's arrangements. And it's, it's right. you know, you want to move things faster. So I started doing that. And um, and it's been uh, actually have a, someone's mixing uh, one of my projects for a client for the first time today. And I hope it goes well. So it's really nice. Do you ever get nervous when someone does it other than you? Um, no, actually. I mean, do I get nervous? Not really. I think I think it's actually been. I think it's it's just more of like a um a you know you want to maximize the amount of money you make. So if I'm doing everything, then it's all in my pocket. But the problem is, it takes more right. time. And what right. happens is, I'm so critical of my own work that it'll end up taking me so much longer to finish a project because I'll get to a mix and I won't be happy to it with it. So I'll start over. And then, but with another guy like this, this is their main thing. Like I try and find guys who this is what they do. They're mixing guys. So like he knows what he's doing when he opens up and he listens to everything. Um, And uh, he knows exactly what he's going to do. Um, Pisculi is out being mixed now by someone else. I actually mixed it and I loved it, but I wanted, I think I wanted somebody to make it even bigger. It's, it's a big song. So, right. Wow. 
Yeah. So where yeah, do you live these days? I'm here in the five towns. I'm in Lawrence. Oh, I have a lot of friends there, actually. It's a great place. Um, right next door to you, I have a friend. Oh, no, um, who? Ari Mendel. Sure, Ari's the best. Yeah. All right, we've been we've been trying to uh, coordinate a Shabbos meal since I moved in here, like last summer, but uh, it's a the scheduling has always been, uh, been <laughs> you know a, an obstacle. But you know we're gonna get together, especially now that the weather is getting nicer. You know, yeah. he's always inviting me to uh, Fabring in the backyard, so I got to go hit him up. He's got a nice backyard there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. I also like I went from a small backyard. I have a nice, uh, you know, a nice size one. It's good. It's good. I like it. Wow. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So how many albums do you have now? So I have two albums out and then a bunch of singles. Besides- I don't know. How- right. I mean, I have I can I can actually look it up. Uh, I'm. I know I, I know I have two albums. That that I'm pretty sure of. Um You gotta be on the on the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's all because because the world has transformed into a singles market. So it's hard has to keep it, track of has how it really it really yeah, I think so. Um yeah, two albums, a single I cover that I came out with a, a bunch of years ago. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, that's not mine. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, that's a lot of singles. <laughs> wow, twenty-two singles. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I mean, some of them are covers, and some of them are collabs. Right. You know, they're different things. This whole week could be a single in itself if it if it's that big. It's so that's why I'm releasing it as a uh, that's why I'm releasing it as a single. It's going to be the opening track on the album, but it's going to be on. It, but it's going to be released as a single. You know, I want it out before the summer, so uh, get people bopping. And you got to film the video and everything. But it's actually one of the hardest songs that I've had to write. Um, so. I, I have this thing a lot of times is that if I'm doing like an acoustic type of gig and it's just me and percussion and it's background music, I'll, I'll actually write songs on the spot. Um, and 2019, wow. I have I have the original recording. I set my phone up on record because you never know what you can come up with. Right. And I came up with the chorus of the song. And then okay. recently, recently I was going through my things. I was like, I should really write something to that and i changed the style and the thing is with um with a lot of the songs i'm writing now they're very the the, the english lyrics are very some of them are, are pretty they're pretty deep and personal and and i think you know they're i, I try and be creative in them and not kind of not have generic sounding lyrics like have real like mature and relatable lyrics and and i'm proud to say this new album is some of the best lyrical writing i've ever done um and uh credit i have a songwriting coach that i started working with in the last year who changed no everything way. for me yeah wow. yeah i work with him every week um and pisco lee was the hardest song because it's really you know it's it's a real pop rock you know song and you don't want to get too like the high part is in isn't he you know is the word piscally and the verses are in English and I didn't want it to be too deep and 
and personal right. because it's a fun song, uh, but I also didn't want it to be too cheesy and generic. And so it's been, it's been a struggle to find the right words that didn't, uh, that didn't feel too generic. And I, today, I, I think I had one line that was still bothering me. And today I, uh, Today, I my actually my father came up with the line. I said, "I'm stuck. Help me out over here." And he came up with the line. Wow. I think is going to work. And God willing, tonight I hope to uh, record the vocals. Wow. Where do you record yeah. in your in your studio, or you you record somewhere else? No, right over here. Uh, part of the album I actually did in a studio upstate, uh, just to get out of here and to work somewhere else. And that was cool. I brought in some other musicians to to work on stuff. So I did two days there. And basically, I'm going to do the vocals here. And God willing, the rest of the album, maybe during the three weeks and have a little downtime, I'd like to, uh, you know, rent like an Airbnb up in the mountains or somewhere quiet in the woods and, and just co go up there and finish wow. the album. Yeah, finish everything that needs to be done, you know. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. It's it, it's the song is uh, it's it's really it's really I worked really hard on the music and um it's really it really came out great it really it's really coming out great it's a lot of fun and a lot of this music that i've been putting out uh has been more serious of nature um but this one is just kind of like a really fun great song that i think i think everyone will enjoy it's great for somebody working out in the gym it's you know it's awesome right wow and you you have other singers on this album or just you all me. This album is all me. I have a bunch of songs that, like, the next project I want to do after this album is a, a like a, a small album of duets. I have a song that I actually recorded with Benny Freeman okay. that we did for Amudim that I want to put out. I have a song I'm working on with wow. some Kaliner. Um, I have a couple other Name guys. Drops. I, Name drops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wrote an English song that I mean it could definitely be on this album, but uh, you know it's not ready yet and. Um, Simcha, you know, Simcha's gonna Simcha's gonna do that one. So um, wow. you know, and I have a couple other guys that I want to do. I have some some really cool stuff that I I want to put out and uh, you know, kind of have a bunch of features on. And uh, I think uh, yeah. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure it will. Like you're a very easygoing person, and that's what that's what is amazing of you. And and all the songs that you that you wrote and put out. They're very, very good songs. I happen to like, I like a lot of them. I, didn't say I appreciate them. it. I didn't say all of them, but I, I said a, a lot. But Listen, yeah. I, 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 some, I, you know, it, people ask like, what's your favorite song? And I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I like them all, you know, it, they're all, right. and they're all, they're all a piece of me, but I also understand. So um you know you can't you can't win them all but uh you hope that people you know there are a couple of songs that a lot of people listen even Ijaribo, there are some songs that people aren't into you know like that's the way it is that's a it's a beautiful thing we will be right back after words from our sponsor is your computer running slower than molasses are you desperate to salvage important data from your hard drive let's face it IT work can be a nightmare at times. Whether it entails virus removal, server or network setup, networking and cloud backup, or simple laptop and desktop ongoing IT support. At VentureTech, we understand how essential your systems are to your daily life, and we take the time to accurately diagnose every technical issue you're experiencing. 
Call us now for a consultation by dialing 347-603-0033 or shoot us an email to info at VentureTechComputers.com. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. Who is your favorite Jewish music singer? Um, in the Jewish world. I mean, I've, I, you know, not to be cliche, but I, I love Ishai Rebo, you know, his music. I don't know him. Okay. I'm a huge Barry Weber fan. I love Barry Weber. That guy is awesome. He is. I, I love working with him and he is such a vibe and he's, his music is great and he's great. Um, I love Simcha liner. Like Simcha and I are, are old friends, but uh, you know, I, I love Simcha's like his voice to me. And when I got remarried, yeah, his I was voice like, is amazing. I said, I said, Simcha, you like, I need you by the chuppah. Like just block off a date for me. Wow. Please. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Simcha, Simcha's awesome. You know, I just worked, uh, for the first time, Mordechai Shapiro here in the studio. He, he's a lot of fun and, and great. Uh, there, there are so many like awesome, awesome artists. And there are guys that also that like are not necessarily more like big names that, uh, that I'm really enjoying working with, um, you know, obviously the Waterbury guys, I do a lot of bit, a lot with like Tatum King I did. Um, and like, they're working on an album here. And then there's a guy, Moshia Victor, we're, we're working on his album. It's fantastic. Um, I gotta hear and, that album. Yeah. When it's, uh, that's, so that's the one we just started mixing. Wow. And then, um, and then I have another guy, his, the, his artist name is Seekers and he's just putting out music very low key, but super cool and creative stuff and it's like it's so fun to be able to work on uh you know other other people's music um and just hear how creative other people are it's amazing wow so i you brought up waterbury what's your connection with waterbury and tati my king of course um, my connection to water, I don't really have a, a real connection to Waterbury itself. I mean, now I do from all the music I've done with them, but right. I, by chance, I produced the, uh, their stay with me album. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I kind of had a name for that album and I'm very proud of that album. And then they reached out to me there, you know, about talking to King. They're like, you know, they were super young at the time they wanted to record it. And they uh, they came and we we did it. And the second they played me that high part, I knew it was a smash hit. I knew it. I knew it. I was gonna it ask was, you, did did you know that it was gonna be a smash hit the second it, it had to be recorded? Uh, yeah, I mean, they basically the way I work my sessions is my my when someone comes to me for for production. Okay. Um, we sit down and we have what I call a pre production session where I I learn the okay. song and I get ideas for what they want to do, etc. Okay. Um, and they came in, they started playing. I was told speak to you. And I was like, okay, you know, like cute, you know, nice. And then they started going, Tati, my king, father, I play. And I was just like, I stopped them. I said, guys, uh, you know, not, I know the goal here is to inspire people and it's a powerful song. I said, but you have to realize that every single high school and seminary girl on the planet is going to be singing this. And then they played me the right. next part. I'm starting to realize. And I was like, at that part, I was wrong about. I thought they should get rid of that part. And then only Why? after. 
Because it's in a different time signature and it's like, it's weak. Okay. It like almost doesn't fit. And I had to work to make it sound natural. Um, but then I realized once, like we were later on in the song, I realized like, girl, everyone's like, I'm starting to realize. And, and every, you know, like girls camp or school that I play that song, like I, I, I was dead on about the chorus and, and, you know, this, the starting it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing it's, song. It's an amazing song. It's an amazing, amazing song. And I'm very, you know, I'm very honored to have, uh, you know, I, I sing on it. I did all the music. Um, it was, it was very, you know, it was cool to see a song that you work on, like go like, you know, really big like that. So yeah, it was very cool. Top 10 songs that you worked on that became major hits. Major hits. Do they include my own? <laughs> they could include your own, but not. Not only your own. Okay. All right. Um, so Top Team My King is one. Um, Rebine by Barry Weber. I played some guitars. I played guitars on those. Um, I don't have see if I had my old recording hard drive, I'd be able I'd be able to see a lot more uh of the songs that I've worked on and see like all of the songs. Um uh oh Gam Kielech by Waterbury. That was uh pretty popular. Uh, that's only three out of ten. That's not good. I'm I'm batting I'm batting pretty low over here. Uh, I just worked on Mordechai Shapiro's and the Yehudi, so that's uh, I did that one. Um, what else? I'm I'm blanking here. Okay, it's fine. Well, I Have got four. Ever... I got four, and then Kay Kaylee by me. There you go. Five. <laughs> okay. Have you ever worked with AB Rottenberg and or the other? older singers in the Jewish music world? So I've performed with them. Um, I've like, never worked with them in the studio. No. Mm -hmm. One day. <laughs> like one day. The song One Day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, some, he's somebody I'd like to work with. Uh, Matisio, he's a very interesting, uh, very interesting person. He just did a podcast that was, that he was very, very interesting. He just did a podcast, yeah. I, I just watched it. It was very, very interesting. Very interesting, you know, and I had a lot of uh, preconceived notions about like who he is and what he's about. And it was it was nice to see and hear a podcast and kind of really get a feel for like who he really is and the journey that he's taken. And right. And um, it's very impressive. A very different type of life that he took. Yeah. Listen, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it, it's a little bit different back now than it was when he came out right. and he got big because to be signed to a major record label and they're throwing you on tour for you know most of the year, you know it's it's hard to do that as a, as a from person. And I, at one point, right. I after my second album, I worked with a lot of secular producers and musicians, and uh, it was a lot of English. And and my producer, who's a big session drummer. And has worked with the top names out there, like in production and whatever. Okay. He sent it to a very famous producer. I have the email saved somewhere. And the guy's like, I love the album. I don't understand half the words because they're in Hebrew. He's okay. like, but have him record some English songs and, uh, you know, we should talk. And, you know, I, I at the time, it just, I had just recently, uh, new, I was newly married and I just, I didn't see how I can live a from life by, uh, by going out and being on the road like that. And so I didn't do it. And uh, that's fine. You have no regrets, right? About that. 
I mean, yeah, no, I don't have regrets. I think, I think every, you know, everyone goes the path that they're supposed to go on. Right. And if I had done something like that, I doesn't necessarily mean I would ever have a song like Kaylee, you know, right. and it doesn't necessarily mean I'd have the, in, I would have a very different life. And I'm uh, very appreciate, um, appreciative of the, of the life that I've been given and the life that I live. So, you know, I can agonize them today till tomorrow. Like what if, like what had I, had, right. let's say I had done it. Uh, okay. But I didn't. And that's, and, and that's what was supposed to be. And I'm supposed to be exactly where I am now. That's, that's a true, that's, that's the way everyone should, should live wherever they end up. That's where they, that's where they were supposed to end up. Yeah. Yeah. How is it with, I, I don't want to get too personal, but with your, this, with, Panina's daughter is it hard still or is it uh, with Basia was um, with Basia was never it was never difficult like I'm I'm her I'm essentially her her father right. you know um right. and uh you know I've known her since she's two so right. um you know it's uh yeah I've known her since she's two-ish whatever consistently and uh she's here all day every day you know and there's right. the, to me there's no difference she's on the same level as my own two sons um right. and and my and my boys look at her like their little sister they don't look at her like okay. a stepsister Amazing. and they right. and they have a lot of they have a lot of step siblings you know on their mother's side also um i i just know yeah. over here you know they they love her and thank god that part has you know been very smooth it's, it's something yeah. it's it's hard it's a hard thing to do like mold two families together like yeah it's hard so uh, so if you're saying Hashem, it was easy for you um i mean that aspect of it was easy right. there are a lot of there were a lot of other challenges and there are a lot of challenges right. that you know you're dealing with um you know my wife and i have, have come from very different like different backgrounds and different mentalities and it's it's one thing when you're starting out that you kind of figure right. it out together but it's one thing when you know my kids are you know 11 and 9 and and wow. you know we got married around 2 years ago and it's just right. you know they're used to one way and I'm used to doing things another way and uh you know that end of blending is always you know challenging and you know it's a new set of rules you know I was they, they I was single for a bit so my house was a party right you know always yeah. <laughs> um but it you know ultimately it's it's good for them you know for my kids to to have a bit of structure their life has been right. you know somewhat all over the place in the last six years and um and so you know th th at least thank god like the creating the family unit and like with Bastian and the boys and myself and panina it's just like it's you know it takes a lot of work but ultimately it's we, we all have the same goal and that's to try and make right. it as as normal as possible and and from what i see on your on your social media and on your wife's it looks like you're doing a great job and that's i commend you for that uh, and your wife you. of course yeah because uh, thank it's, you it's, it's it is hard yeah but, yeah it's um yeah. You know, you know what it is. It, it's it's you have to get on the same page, and right. and you have and and you know it, it took me a long time. It probably you know actually I wouldn't say long you know, but it took me a bit to to kind of 
figure out where, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm right. supposed to be doing right and how I'm supposed to be handling different things. And, um, and we've worked really hard and, 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 you know, what? social media only gives most of the time only gives like, you know, the, the positive moments of people's lives. Um, it, you know, if anything, I, you know, as, as, as good as it, as it, it could appear on social media, it's the result of, of working through difficult times. So, you know, there are people that unfortunately are not happy and on social media, they look happy. Um, I, our, our social media presence, it's, a, because it's our business and B, I, for, for me, it's a method of promoting myself and my music, but seeing that side of us, um, it, it, it is authentic and it's only authentic because of the things that people don't see, the hard times that we've worked through. So it's not, you know, it's not uh, a, a, a fake happiness in a way it's uh, and that doesn't mean there aren't challenges. There are, there are always sure. challenges. That's, that's life. Um, but um, you know, if you're focused on working through stuff, you know, you, you can get through stuff. It's uh, and, and, and working together, I think is the, the biggest thing. We will be right back after words from our sponsor. Paraflight, better care in the air. When you need urgent medical attention or transport, you deserve peace of mind. Based on the East Coast, Paraflight is a full-service medical transport company dedicated to providing dependable, compassionate, and customized care and service to patients and medical teams worldwide. Founded by emergency medical professionals, we understand the sensitive, critical needs of medical teams, patients, and their families. We transport patients and teams from tertiary care facilities, hospital to hospital, or any other destination across the United States and beyond. Our team never compromises on safety or quality of care, following a patient-first, not profit-driven model of care. This ensures you get the exact customized medical transport solution you need. Check us out online at www.paraflight.aero. Call us today, 844 538-1911 or send an email to info at paraflight.aero And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. What do you believe, what do you think about social media in general? Um, for me, it's the biggest time waster I've been, <laughs> um, I love it. But at the same time, like if I'm like, if I looked down my phone, it was like 30 minutes to an hour and I'm scrolling and Twitter and wow. Instagram and TikTok. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh my God. Well, I could have just been working or playing music or writing a song or, um, doing other things. Um, so I've been working hard at least mostly during the day to really be off of it. Um, I, I slowed down my Instagram posting, which I need to get better at and maybe hire someone to help me um, because, you know, I, I needed to focus on, you know, being present here. Um, that being said, I think it's a, it's a tremendous tool. I think uh, it's especially for music, you know, artists and singers and musicians, like you have, you have, a way to get an audience. I mean, just look at TikTok and the amount of artists that have emerged and evolved because of TikTok. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, in the secular world, like people have really made it because of social media. Um, 
And uh, listen, I, I, I definitely think uh, a huge part of, you know, my success in, in the last couple of years has been a, a result of social media and posting and being able to reach, you know, a certain amount of people. And like, for instance, these words I told you about after Ashana, like people sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. It's, you know, it, it's tremendous. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard state. It's a hard thing to to challenge the social media because no one really knows like where the real stuff is. Like, yeah, you're you're showing stuff, but no one really, no one really yeah, sees it, the the authentic side of Arya Kunstler. They they see they see maybe they see the authentic side of Arya Kunstler, but they don't see the in, inner side of Arya Kunstler, meaning the inside person. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's but that's really what social media is. Uh, at the end of right. the day, social media really is uh, you're entertaining, you're performing. I would right. say being being successful in in almost anything, even in sports, and even um, and even in you know uh, like it, definitely in music, the your 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 talent is only um, half of of the equation to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it took me a while to realize that is that in order to be a successful artist, you need to be a performer. You need to be right. somebody exciting. And in, 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 so social media is consistent performance. You want to either be very solemn and, and roll people in on a personal level and sharing something serious, or you want to be performing for them in, right. in, in a way. And, um, and, and you also, you know, in that performance, you also want to get, let people feel like they're, they're getting to know you a little bit. Um, it's funny. Cause like, I, I've been posting. I'm a big De- New Jersey Devils fan, and I've been mm-hmm. posting. I've been posting about you know happy Arie, sad Arie with the various wins and losses, and knowing that there are way more New York Ranger fans than uh, than Devil fans, and you know definitely got a lot of traction on social media. So saw um, that right, but you know what? It, you know what? It's uh, it, what's great about it though is what's great about it though is. Uh, is that, you know, people get to see that side of me. Like, yeah, that's who I am. I really love hockey. Like, I love that. Like, I'm not just a musician. I love hockey. When I share things with my boys or with Bastia, you know, um, you know, people are like, oh, we're getting an inside look at his life. I mean, it's, listen, I have it with people that I follow. I love seeing behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, and especially like, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have fans, which is to me the funniest thing. Like, I'm just here playing music and putting it out. But like I have people that are real, like on Instagram, they message me, they're real followers and fans. And, and part of it is my responsibility to give them content and either something that can, you know, uh, make them smile at some point during the day or, you know, or make them laugh or it's something musical or inspiring. And I think someone came over to me recently by wedding. She said, uh, like, um, someone, you know, like a mother in the fifties, you know, she said, you don't know who I am. She's like, I obviously love your wife, but I follow you. She's like, and I love how you don't take yourself too seriously on social media. You're kind of goofy and funny and I love it. And I love your content. I love following you. And I was just like, she even say she liked my music. She said, I was like, you know what? (laughs) 
thank you very much. <laughs> that, you know what? I said, I try and just keep it light and, you know, have a good time, you know, have a good time for me. It's, it's, it's a great way for people to, to get to know me a little bit, but as far as the inside, you know, it, in general, you want to keep the true inside to the people that, you know, that need to know the true in- inside. And, you know, every person has struggles and, and, uh, difficult times and, and, I'm, I'm no, uh, exception to that rule. And, uh, I've been through some really tough times in the last six years and, you know, on social media, it's not something you necessarily want to share. Yeah. Like people like, right. like seeing drama, but like, I, I, I find that my role on social media is not to, not to share that side of me. And I'd rather use that side of me to come out in my music. So right. if somebody wants I to hear, yeah, if someone wants to hear, you know, what the words that I would say when I am going through those moments, there are quite a few songs on my new album that they can really listen to and go, you know, that's that's Arye, you know, through difficult times. Right. I, I don't believe in showing the difficult times on social media. I, I think it's not it's not it's not good because then. Yeah. Then, everyone else feels feels for you yeah yeah it's um you know what i I, it's a very big lesson that i learned in life and this was probably when i was going through one of the hardest things i've ever had to go through i you know when my inner circle like my friends they were all there for me and it was really tough and and but I, i i remember one night i was i left the wedding and i i was it was a bad place and and my friends like hey you know swing by after the wedding you know if you you know you want to talk or whatever and you know he he works really long hours and he's got a wife and kids and you know i pulled up to his house and i texted him it was 12 o'clock at night and i texted him and no answer and i waited 15 minutes i didn't want to call it was 12 o'clock and of course like he fell asleep which you know that that happens he he passed out he fell asleep and um i wasn't i wasn't upset like but it was a a moment where i actually had a realization that was like people have their own lives like everybody's got their own lives and i was kind of expecting the world to be my pity party and you learn that yeah you have your friends to rely on when you when you really need them but at the end of the day they also have their own lives and their own issues and their own stuff and their own da-da and so we you know so we have to learn how to make things happen for ourselves and and work on ourselves and and for me that was the biggest lesson i ever could learn and you know i'm not interested in the pity i'm not interested in the pity party on social media i'd rather just be goofy (laughs) exactly that Arya Künstler be Arya Künstler on on social media, and, and not exactly. someone not someone that is not Arya Künstler, meaning meaning uh, someone other than Arya Künstler himself. Yeah, and one one other thing I like to say is that I think it's it's like I said, like if you want to get see that side of me, um, you can hear it in some of my songs. I can hear it in some right. of my music. And, and for me, the most important thing 
is you're saying Arya Kunstler be Arya Kunstler is that Arya Kunstler is Arya Kunstler in his music. Um, right. There have been there have been many songs that I've written um, that are not, you know, I don't find I didn't find were authentic for me, and they're not right. Arya Kunstler, and so they get stored away on the hard drive. They were fun to write and even record some of them, okay. but. For me, and it's and it's interesting because for Pistol Lee, like we're working on the concept in the music video, and I had an idea for it, and it was very cute and funny and silly and da-da-da. Yeah. And I realize is that I, I've really worked hard on building a reputation for myself of A being like a, a serious artist, like musical artist, but also yeah. that people people really look to my music and the people you know that have reached out to me about this, like they really look to my music to be um that it, it, it's authentic. something that's not yeah it's authentic as me and right. even though pistol lee and you know you'll hear it it's definitely not as deep personally okay. but 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 and this is why it took me probably two more than two months to write the the lyrics with a ton of revisions i can't even tell you we have worked on this me and my songwriting coach um probably have worked mm-hmm. on the lyrics to this song for two months trying to find the right lyrics that are not it's not even just that they're cheesy but that they're they're authentic and i and he uh, and it was funny last week he turned to me and he said to me he's like are you why don't we take a step back he's like what is the song about right and i actually had to stop and think i was like wait what is the song about like you know i'm using words and i wrote a great chorus but what's the song about like, what am I saying with my English words? I'm not just talking about like silly words. Like it, it, there's a concept. And and at this point, like where the lyrics are and everything, like if someone said, like when it comes out, they're like, so like, what'd you write the song about? Like, is there, or did you just try and match? I was like, no, like I can tell you exactly what this is song, what this song is about and what it means to me and, and why I chose to like really go all in on this song and it's uh, and to me it's authentic and it's funny even one line i could have settled on and been like okay and i just i didn't want to settle on it i didn't what are the words um that we'll have to wait for okay wait for the, the debut yeah exactly exactly um but um yeah, it's uh, it's really, you know, I- I'm very proud of it. Like this, sometimes like a lot of times lyrics just come really fast to me, um, and then sometimes I need to let something sit for a little bit. I have one song on the album that I almost put it out as is, and I said, you know, I'm gonna be patient because I'm not I'm not 100 yet with the lyrics, and I'm happy I, I waited because it, you know, the new lyrics paid off, and and to me it's like. I came out of the song, you know, Kipper time called never too far that I wrote and recorded and put out in a day. And to me, it's one of my best choruses I ever wrote in ever. And it really like, I I felt it deeply when I wrote it. Like the chorus is such a like powerful words. And the, like the second verse, I feel like I cheaped out on a little bit because I was rushing and I think okay. had I gone back and where I waited a little bit, it could have been a lot stronger. But someone said, well, why don't you re-record it and put it out again? I was like, because once it's out, right. I say, it's out in the world. It's no longer mine. Like, I don't need to rewrite anything. 
you know, I'm, I'm very proud of that song still, even with that. So, um, you know, being authentic, especially in, in my lyrics is, is extremely important to me. The song that came out Hanukkah. Yeah. How long did that take you to write? And, and I didn't write that song. That's my father's song. Oh, no that's way. My, yeah. That's my father's song. And it was on an album that was out before I was even born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what made uh, you, it, what made you put it out again? Uh, the Hanukkah before I, yeah. I thought it would just one day I was sitting there. I was like, Oh my God, I should totally rearrange a song and make it like a grooving song. It was a little okay. bit, you know, a little bit like slower and acoustic. And I, I did like a whole arrangement for it. And I loved the way it sounded. And like about a month before Hanukkah, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So I called my father. I was like, guess what we're doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and I quickly like, you know, started recording everything. And uh, yeah. Wow. And it's going around. Yeah, what yeah I it did well. Yeah, I mean, I I really wish I would have put more stuff out since then. Um, but we're, we are where we're supposed to be. So, like, Pisco Lee is coming out, and I'm excited. I'm excited for that. We're all excited for Pisco Lee because we can't wait and hear the, the lyrics. It's supposed to be good, amazing. And just keep up the great work that you do, Arye. And just Thank you. keep being Arye. And authentic on on wherever you post, and and just keeping you. Thank you, and um, thank you for having me on. This was fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Pleasure. It's not not that many, not that often that I get to have a singer on. Like I said, this well, is my first singer. So well, I am. I'm honored to be the first, and it should be the first of many. Uh, and I'm, and, uh, and and if I'm ever welcome back, or if you ever want oh, me for back, sure. I'm here for, for it. Sure. I'm here for it. Oh, for sure. We will. We'll, we'll have to get you back. All right. You say All when, right. and, and I'm here. All right. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You have just listened to the latest episode of the Unique Perspective Show, broadcasted live on Hako Radio. Powered by the Munson Mavasser. The Unique Perspective Show is hosted by Yehuda Blonder, who can be contacted through Hako Radio by sending an email to info at hakoradio.com. This show and many others can be found in the Hako Radio archive system, on our website and mobile apps, and can also be found on all major podcasting services.